Pussycats. This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your host, John, and joining me today is the Jazzy Jeff to my fresh prince, the Nathan Morales. Nate, so much is happening. How are you doing as a as the stove gets hotter? I'm good. I'm good, man. The stove is getting hotter. The news is uh coming hot and heavy out of the headquarters, and uh the soccer world is heating up. I don't know. It feels like there's something new to talk about every week, and I like it. Again, finally. Well, well we're not only talking about a foot of snow. We're actually talking about soccer, which yeah, is good. Yeah, no shit. Which is good. And everyone in this in this town needs that, right? Yeah. Take a little break from shoveling. <laughs> right. Yeah, the winter workout. Um, so on tonight's show, it's the tits, people. We have a ton going on right now, and we are so excited to chat. We will uh, talk about a little thing. Um of him, well, he did some big things uh, and had some big things happen to him this past week. Little guy we, by the name of Brandon By, right? And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the winter sessions that have been uh, that have been happening and just just came to conclusion and what those were and you know what uh, what the folks really don't get to get to see at those. But you were you were out at one, so you can you can add a little flavor to that one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a big announcement today: the U twenty three is another set of crows. To fly for you people, and then finally we'll talk to we'll talk to Trey Benhart. Uh, he just came off of a little something called the MPSL Showcase, so we'll talk to him. Haven't had him on since the almost the conception of this podcast, so it's about time, right? Yeah, but hey, John, before we get into the meat of the show, I want to detour for a second because this you might notice the snow outside might be because hell has frozen over. We got an email. We need like a ding, ding, ding I know. email. <laughs> uh, it's from our listener, Bryn, who admits that somehow she forgot about our show. But which she happens. Is, it she, happens. She's back in the fold, which I love. And Bryn writes, she saw something about the U.S. Open Cup being overrated. I think maybe Detroit City might not even participate. I know the Bavarians do not. Um, in its current format and how it's not open due to bullshit rules, cost, travel, shitty hosts, etc., um, which is true. Uh, <laughs> All true. Yep. Would Minneapolis City ever consider not participating or putting the participation up to a member vote? As of now, from my perspective, from Bryn's perspective, the Open Cup seems to be a lot of work and a lot of money with little gain. Your thoughts? Also, is, M- is Minneapolis City eligible for the elite amateur tournaments run by the USASA? And sure. those are some good questions, Bryn. Let's break it down. First of all, would City consider either not going to the US Open Cup or putting participation in the Cup open or in the Cup up to a mem- member vote? It does, John, to me, seem like a lot of work and a lot of money to go up against a system that has shown time and time again to be stacked against lower league teams. We heard about it not only from us, but from teams in Texas, teams in Oklahoma, um, teams traveling just get the shaft early and nobody cares. Um, should we make it a member issue? You know, 
Bryn, that's a very good question. And I, first off, thank you so much for emailing. You, <laughs> you are one of few, so we really appreciate that. And so uh, to get kind of down to the, the question, uh, I think it's a good idea to maybe bring it to a member vote. Um, we've, we all know it takes a lot of effort to do what we do. And this is kind of just an added set of stress that we uh, have admittedly brought on to ourselves. So um, I think that maybe if we did put it to a member vote that we would, we would get the votes to continue that process for a, a few reasons. One, it's always nice for us to be the underdog, right? And for us to, to be uh, us against the world kind of mentality and, that, and the undefeated mentality, I guess you can call it. Right. So I, members would, would want us to continue to participate in that. You think they would or you hope they would? I, I think, and I mean, I hope, and I think that they would. I also feel like this is a moot point if we win our division because we'll just automatically get into the tournament. Right. So it'll be less odds stacked against us if we do our job throughout the season. So this all could be a, a moot point. So let's go into our second question. What other kind of elite tournaments are we eligible for? Because I know like the Bavarians, they skip the cup altogether to participate in one of those tournaments and they win it. Should we join them? They actually, uh, they, <laughs> they haven't win it re- won it recently. Um, I know some of the fellows over there are probably listening to to this and uh, well are kicking me under the table uh, in theory but uh, they they did lose in the uh, in the USASA finals two years oh, in a row shoot. at at the Bavarian Stadium so at home they lost two two championship titles uh, chances but um, they're good enough to get there and that that to them is is a tournament that that works well and we actually did participate in the tournament last year under Stegmans because Stegmans participates in the USASA league affiliate in the yeah. MASL. So we were in, there was some crossover with guys like AO and Timmy and Joey and, you know, Camerata and, you know, we, we had, we had a team in the tournament, but right. I, I think that we will always continue to be in that tournament as long as uh, our segment team qualifies. But for Minneapolis city, it's, it's a little bit different than, uh, you know, what segments can, can qualify for. Right on. Well, there we go. I mean, we, uh, you know, maybe, maybe as we move forward with, uh, with another team in the future, uh, you know, that we will be announcing later on in the show, we might be eligible for other tournaments, but it sounds like for the foreseeable future, it's something that um, is a goal of the team and a goal of the team management and the team ownership. So it's not probably going to change priorities as frustrating as it is to uh, listen to, the trials and tribulations of Minneapolis city on the road. Yeah. But how much fun did we have going to Aurora? Yeah, we, we did have, we had fun. If only everybody could come with us, <laughs> everybody should and, come with us. Right. I mean, we had what, maybe like 15 people come yeah. to the game. Yeah. We had people, we had more fans in Rochester than they did. Yeah. So you know what? Why not? Let's participate. Who cares? Fuck it. Let's do it. Right on. So, it freak the fuck out pope folks uh it's also, party time to- popes <laughs> freak the fuck <laughs> out folks popes uh any clergy members feel free to freak the fuck out uh it is party time at city headquarters we have a crow alumni who is going to take a crack at major league brandon yes. by was selected by the new england revolution in the uh mls draft which was last week at number eight 
Way higher than projected Nate. Way so, higher. Way higher. So after the combine, Brandon was kind of slotted in the first round range as his stock rose at the combine. Wow. Uh, a top 10 pick kind of came out of nowhere and we could not really be happier for him. I mean, it, it uh, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And yeah. uh, we're super happy for him. And I know he's going to perform well when he gets into camp. I believe he's already in camp. So uh, it'll be good to kind of hear from him on how things are going as the, uh, the, the camp kind of continues. Yeah. I mean, John, we heard that, um, or I heard that, uh, <laughs> from resources, <laughs> yeah, from sources. uh, three separate news outlets asked about his time at city. I know Kyle Eliason tweeted about it when, and, uh, just through, like I said, through anecdotes, I heard that a couple other places had talked about it. Tell us about, about that and what it means for our, for the little club that could. Well, I mean, the first thing is awesome that people are mentioning us when <laughs> when they talk to him. Like, it's probably like the happiest day of his life, and the last thing he probably wants to hear about is Minneapolis City. Yeah. <laughs> but we gave him, um, you know, his answers to to the questions about us were very true in that he he tipped his cap to us, and we gave him a place to play. Well, he had his internship this summer in Minneapolis, and we opened our doors to him, and you know, he helped us out by having a spectacular debut. But also, um, we helped him out in giving him a place to play. So it was very kind of tit for tat when it comes to this topic that we we, we helped each other out. And uh, I think it's a, it's kind of awesome that uh, that we can legitimately say that we're a pathway to pro soccer. Yeah, I mean, it might feel on you know on surface level like it's a little I don't know like we're overdoing it or we're a little too excited. But I mean, for a guy who takes his career really seriously, you got to remember that it's super important for him to have spent the summer playing at a high level and training um, because without that, you know, you take a step back when you go to college and maybe you're not as sharp and maybe you're not a Herman trophy runner up. And then maybe you're not invited to the combine and maybe you're not drafted number eight. Like it all, it all builds on each other. And um, it's cool of him to, to at least keep us, uh, keep us in his, in his mind and in his heart as he moves on to the next level. Well, I think that, yes, I completely agree with you, but I, I feel like, you know, we, we talk about all of his ac- accolades that he had, in my trophy semifinal um, nominee and and all that he did and being the, the the scholar athlete of the year and all he did in the classroom but I've said it all along that he's really an MLS team's dream he's super smart he's athletic which we saw in the combine where he tested off the charts um, he's coachable and he's good at soccer so yeah. that's kind of the cocktail for success when you're trying to pick a player which is I mean, it, it's no surprise that he was picked in the top 10. I mean, a little bit of a surprise, but um, he, he has all the tools that that people should look for. And, oh, it could have been for the loons, Nate. One pick sooner. They would have yeah. just taken him. <laughs> God, that would have been great, wouldn't it have been? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, like you said, it was such a surprise that he went number eight. I think the loons might have. I mean, if they were looking at him, I think they would have expected him to go when we did in the 20s. And so they maybe could have picked him up early with their 17th or maybe when they got back into the draft late, but in the second round. But um, yeah, if only, right? If only. But I'm happy for him going so early and catching everyone by surprise and uh, wish him all the best. Yeah, you know, we, we won't really touch on the loons too much. Uh, you know, we'll, we've seen some images from training camp and it looks like they historical 12 players in attendance yeah so um <laughs> <laughs> just enough to field one team 
Right, exactly. So, we, yeah, we won't talk about that until we get pissed off in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so, John, uh, speaking of talent, winter sessions are complete, and we saw some talent on display throughout the holidays. Um, I had the privilege, everyone, of tagging along to one, and I got to tell you, it was pretty cool. The, the talent on display was, was phenomenal. It was of all ages and all, um, all soccer backgrounds around the city. And, John, you said... It wasn't even the most attended, the one that I went to. I counted at least 35 to 40 guys there, and that was without any of the college players, except maybe Steve. Well, um, I mean, there was there was some some college players that were there that they're just guys that you're maybe not familiar with because they're, they're new college oh, yeah. players. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was – we were kind of hovering around like 40 to 50 guys each session, and we had four sessions. So, yeah, I mean, it was talent was on display. That's pretty decent. What are the coaches looking for when, when you've got the full range of coaches on the field, um, you know, at all these sessions? What are, what are they keeping an eye on? Well, talent is what we've mentioned. So that's really it, Nate. We're looking for guys who can play ball. And, we, we you know, we have our open tryouts that are kind of our, our to, you know, to try to find the diamond in the rough per se, yeah. uh, but but these particular particular sessions, and, and I'll, I'll take a second to pat myself on the back here, are, are really the fruit of my labor as a sporting director. <laughs> All right. You know, you know I, I, I went out and um, I identified a wide range of players with Minnesota top colleges, um, guys that are recently graduates, um, you know, guys that are still in school, guys that are, are have day jobs that, uh, you know, are, are trying to, to continue soccer in their life at a high level. Um, as well as, you know, getting some, some referrals that we had. Um, there was a couple of Bavarians that were out there that um, are guys that now and, you know, those guys are good at soccer. So we, we trust their referral process, but, you know, sp- specifically, you know, we're, we're just looking at people who can play good soccer and, and how that shapes into the roster needs we have. Yeah. I mean, you, like you said, you were hitting the phones, man. Um, <laughs> you said you were sending tons of emails uh, all that stuff, and I really, uh, I think, hopefully, next season we'll see we'll see the fruits of that. But um, you know, how much roster building is really done due to these sessions? We use these sessions as a chance for us to kind of supplement our core. And what I what when I say core, I mean guys like Ao and Timmy and and Will Kid or Max Kent, etc. You know, the, the guys that, are, that that were around last year, but also the guys that maybe have continued in the Open Cup with us. Yeah. That. Uh, are a foundation that we can build off of for, for a strong roster. And then we, we, we use these sessions to, to fill those pieces in and, and really supplement what our roster is going to shake out to be. And, and hopefully will take us to a division title and ultimately a deep run in the playoffs. Nice. Nice. Uh, speaking of roster building, man, uh, we've now got another roster to fill after today's announcement. John, why don't you do the honors? Yes, Nate, I will do the honors. We bought a zoo. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, all joking aside, uh, today we announced, folks, that we will be starting an under-23 team, and that is happening. Yes. It is super exciting. We uh, we have tons to talk about on it. Uh, I'm sure all of you listening are really interested in this and could care less about anything else we talked about today. But for starters, it's a thing. It is happening. And we'll start off with how it happened this idea around for some time it, it kind of went back to uh, even like deeper roots into our uh, to our stegman's ranks having the ultimate goal of having a first team second team kind of situation and mm-hmm. by no means is the u23 team should should it be considered a second team it really is its own 
will act as a feeder program for our MPSL team. And th that, like I said, that idea has kind of been manifesting for quite some time. But we did put it to a membership vote last year. Nate, you remember, you, you probably voted for it. Um, I, I hope you voted for it. Okay. But but it was a concern. <laughs> yeah. Do you even No, I remember. Or... I'm not sure if I voted for it. But all right. I, I don't think I did because I don't feel like the plan was there. It well, the plan like was like, we're just throwing a U23 team together. And the details were not there, but um, it feels like now it's way more together. It is way more together, Nate. So uh, last year, the consensus was, yes, we should absolutely do it from our members, but it was not the right time. So to your point, we took our little bit of our time. We, we looked at some models that other people are doing to have an under-23 team, and that is where we we decided that this coming season with all of the momentum that we have going, it would be the right time now. Yeah. So as I'm going out and I'm recruiting and I was talking to high school and college coaches, which are kind of the group of guys that are going to be filling out this roster. Uh, you know, they agreed with me that this is a great opportunity for us to bring in young talent into the pipeline and grow within our systems and really kind of push for that opportunity to play in the MPSL. And that really was kind of the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back that, if, if outsiders are telling us that this is a great thing and that they would encourage their players to be part of it, it's it's kind of a no-brainer because it, it means that we've done half the job, which is getting quality players to come play in it. And also quality players from Minnesota, which is uh, kind of tough in its own right. Yeah, I heard that. So you may ask now, we talked a little bit about players. We will, we'll get into that at, at length once we, we sign a, a full roster. But yeah, who let's talk is, administration. Yeah, well, <laughs> top down, it won't change much. But our Matt Van Botchen, who is already an avid supporter of the club, you can check out a little bit more about him if you go on our, uh, our club social media accounts. But he is currently um, the assistant coach under – Soccer Buddha himself, Jeremy Iwaskovich at Bethel University. So he comes from a good home, Nate, and he comes highly regarded. So yeah, he comes from a good home. <laughs> he does, yeah, yeah. He doesn't we're not come get... from some mall pet shop. Yeah, we're not getting we're not getting a stray cat here. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a lion. <laughs> so yeah, like I, like I noted, uh, he's a, currently assistant coach at Bethel University, which means that, as you know, Jeremy is a trusted advisor to the program and to Minneapolis city. So we definitely know that he's got good roots there. Yeah. He, he also um, coaches in the youth club ranks with um, the, the name of the club escapes me and I'm fusion. not going to pretend fusion. There we go. Yep. So he, uh, he also works in the youth ranks with fusion. So having the, um, the ability to work with younger players as well as working with collegiate players, uh, at Bethel and then kind of looking for that next step. It really gives him a chance to take ownership in his own team, being that um, from a coaching of men's standpoint, he, he was an assistant and now he reigns to, to take that team and really will be working with Adam as we set the vision for the, for the season mm -hmm. and then executing that vision across not only the team that he's going to be charged, uh, charged with, but also helping the MPSL team as well. And identifying, you know, the players that that are have to get a chance to play um, at the MPSL level. Yeah. So, like, you know, if say we when we establish what our system is going to be for our for our top level team, the the U twenty three team has to be prepared to 
or has to get the players prepared to play in that system, right? So they have to be on the same page. They have to be running the same system. They have to be kind of, um, you know, lockstep as far as that goes. Right. You know, if you're going to slot in a center midfielder, like a number 10, you need to know that this is how we play. And these are the types of formations and, and the ultimate system that we play in. Yeah. And so that if your, your play on the field plugged into that system, no matter what level you're at, so if you're ready for the next level, then you need to perform in it because you've been training. You've been training at that, um, at that with that system for you know weeks or a month or so, or even a, a full year. Um, but kind of the last point uh, on the coach, William, who was our assistant coach last year, um, you know, in theory would have have, have stepped into this role um, with being with us for He's a year. Next in line. Yeah, but he had some um, some uh, some some family issues that uh, that happened that, that are, are taking him away from us for a year. Looking so for like a trusted admiral to step in on the on the coaching staff. Um, you know, Matt is is definitely the the guy. You know, yeah. he he has the attitude. Like I said, he's he's already an avid supporter of what we're doing, and he's a good coach. And you know, he he definitely can can. You know, and um, and we're, we're super excited to have him, man. And uh, great guy. You, you know, when, when you'll get to meet him. Uh, you and the fans. The fans. And, and you'll 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 really like him. You, you know, Sweet. maybe throw back a few summits one of these nights. What kind of um? So, you mentioned or the release mentioned that we've been playing an independent schedule, the U twenty threes. What does that look like? Like, do we have an eye on rejoining something like the old PLA, which is now the the UPSL? So the UPSL itself has an under twenty three division for their top teams. Oh, so really? they they kind of already have that in in play. But we we looked, but didn't really find anything that fit us right now. So we have the ability in the draw of being just who we are that people want to play us. So mm -hmm. this gives the opportunity for us to schedule, um, you know, a non league schedule that will play anywhere between seven or nine matches on, um, which averages out to week versus two games a week that the MPSL plays. And this really does provide these guys a chance to train with the MPSL team during the week, as well as getting their own game minutes in, which is great. Um, and it also could be a proving ground for guys that are coming back from injury because we don't necessarily have a hard and fast 23 rule. We're going to try to stick as close to that as possible. But if a guy's injured, um, you know, if you, if you go overseas in, in Europe, plenty of first team players drop down and play 23 matches to get their legs back after injury. So yeah, that's true. So there'll be also the opportunity there um, as well as the, the, the team those game minutes in, but um, also rumor to have plans for uh, maybe a Milwaukee trip to do a two game set against the Bavarians and the Croatians U 23s, which are in the UPSL, which will kind of, kind of keep that old PLA rivalry going. Um, but I guess to, to circle back to your question, Nate, um, we don't feel like we're going to have a hard time finding people who want to play us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, I, you know, if you want to prove yourself as a, as a team that maybe isn't uh, NPSL level against mm -hmm. Minneapolis city, it's a good opportunity to do that. So a lot of the citizens favorite players happen to be, under 23 and i know you said you're not going to be playing the rule hard and fast so like is this going to affect starters like will steve miles is even under 23 and guys like them 
No, not really. I mean, like I mentioned, the rosters will be fluid for both teams, um, but that really allows us just the opportunity to bring in more talent into the fold, like I mentioned. So it's an opportunity for us to, to fill out a complete different roster. And like I said, there, there could be a chance for some guys to, to fill in as needed. You know, look at a guy like Steve. You, you kind of have to, to physically tear that guy away from a soccer field. I'm sure if there were some injuries that hit the 23s and they needed a number six, he'd be more than happy to step in and, and play a match. And, and that also speaks to the fact that we'll be playing the same style. So we can not only bring guys up, but guys can, can drop into the full with the 23s and, and help out. So, um, so no, not, not really. It, it'll be two separate, separate squads, nice. but, uh, but one flock of or one murder, I guess you could say. <laughs> oh, and so I just thought of this. We've been selling memberships for what? 50 now $60 in the new year. Um, is our is that member pass going to get us into these games too? So because we're playing a non-league schedule, uh, we will not have to adhere to like some of those weird MPSL rules, which includes charging for matches. So this will also be a chance for Crows fans to get more free soccer. That's pretty sweet, dude. Yep. So obviously, it sounds we'll... like we like we this was staged, but I really just thought of that. Uh, <laughs> And I really had an answer for you. So, <laughs> so perfect. Um, no, I mean, all joking aside, it's, it's more soccer for people, which is good for everybody. So obviously we'll do our best to make sure that we're not overlapping schedules as best as we can. But, you know, the, the scheduling gods aren't always kind to us. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do our best. But I fully anticipate that we're going to have – you know, a lot of a lot of fans wanting to come to these games, and and we're still working out logistics on location and things like that. But as soon as we have that news, you'll have that news, folks. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I I think so too, and we're really excited for the players and you know and the fans, and, and we couldn't be happier to bring another team into the mix this summer for people to check out. I think it's going to be great. All right. Well, we mentioned last week that Minneapolis City was lucky enough to send two players to the NPSL Showcase. We have one of those players joining us tonight. But first, John, let's talk about what the NPSL Showcase is. Oh, it's a chance for for people to get paid, Nate. Showcase. We talked about a little bit about it last week as a, a trial. Uh, it was over the week of weekend of January 13th, I believe. Um, and there was a mix of players from the north, the south, the east, and the midwest kind of split up into, I believe, like 18 to 20 players each squad, maybe a little bit less. We'll, we'll have to confirm that. But the, the players were nominated and selected, were nominated by each team up to three players and then selected by the league um, uh, with having to be able to compete in half of our games over the summer and then under the age of 23. So it was, a, it was kind of a – they threw some some rules at us there, and that kind of came out of the fact that show were like a bunch of like 28 to 30-year-olds that were like really good at soccer, but a, a pro team is not really looking at bringing in a player who's that old right. f- for their first crack. So um, that's kind of the lay of the land of it uh, at a high level. Well, defender Trey Benhart is our guest tonight. You might remember him, listeners, as the very first guest we ever had on this podcast. That's true, right, John? It is very true. It is very true. Trey has anchored our back line for two seasons now as captain in his first year and as all NPSL caliber player uh, in both. Uh, Trey, welcome back, man. How have you been? Thanks. It's good to be back. I've been, I've been good. 
All right. So this NPSL showcase thing, was that even on your radar as, as a player from Minneapolis City? No, I really had no idea about it until um, you guys nominated me for it. And then you're, what they, you're they welcome. Con- <laughs> and then they contacted yeah, you kind of out of the blue. Yeah, and then um, got an email a couple of days before Christmas saying that um, you've been selected for the player showcase down in Orlando, January 13th through the 15th. You know, and just like congratulating you and sending you a bunch of information about it and stuff. So sweet, I mean, it just well, came hey, out of Merry nowhere. Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. So what was so you? They flew you down there. They got you set up. And what was it? Sorry, Orlando or something? Where was it? Yeah, it was in Orlando. So, Trey, what was the structure of the showcase? Was it like just two, three days with drills, drills, drills? I know you played a couple games in there. Yeah, so we got down Saturday around noon, and we went to the hotel, checked in at the hotel. Then we had a little lunch and a meeting with our team and meet our team and coaches. Then had an hour session with everyone. Then the next day we had a um, a game against the South, which we won in PKs. Uh, got a shutout in the back, so you know that's always good. Um, and then kind of just hung out the rest of the day, met some uh, players around the MPSL and around the country that you know you wouldn't really meet. Yeah. And then that night we had a a banquet with with everyone everyone had to dress dress all nice and and uh eddie johnson came and spoke with us gave us some advice um mostly about agents and things you know to how do to deal with those to kind do, of people when they come talk to you yeah yeah how to deal with that and what to do with the you know next level make sure you find the right one um and then the next day was a championship game and we played the West Coast, and we lost in another PK shootout. And Miles got her only goal for the weekend. And then after that, they put they us on the bus and <laughs> kicked you out. Then dropped us off. <laughs> then dropped us off at the airport and said goodbye. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> Hope you had a good time. Have a have a great trip home. So, so it was also yeah. it was also rumored, Trey, that not, Eddie Johnson wasn't the only speaker at the session. That there was a, a an awkward FaceTime during the presentation with Freddie Adu. Is that is that true? Yeah, they they FaceTimed Freddie Adu, and then there was some uh, issues with the phone and the service. <laughs> so then we ended up. Like we FaceTimed them for about ten, twenty seconds, and then we ended ended up just um, calling him, and he was on speakerphone <laughs> and through the well, mic. His uh his prepaid card from prison might not have been fully uh, fulfilled, so <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine he needs to go back to the commissary <laughs> to get more minutes on his prepaid card. <laughs> so Poor Trey, Freddy. you played in a couple games, and like you said, there were a few drills. And they're a little bit of practice. Like, what kind of coaching staff was down there? Um, it was coaching staff from around the MPSL. So, I mean, our coach was from Ann Arbor, and our other coach was from Fort Pitt, both you know teams from the Midwest. So, um, and they both been doing it for the last four years, ever since it started. So, I mean, they're they're some good coaches, and I mean, they have a 
they have quality backgrounds they have some connections and so i mean if you're good enough you'll find your way you'll find a you know a trial or some some way on a professional team oh so they have been doing this for a while they kind of like, did they have specific things that they were looking to get out of the players? Or was it, like, a combine-style atmosphere where they just saying, like, let's get out there and let's see what you got and give her your all? Yeah, how much structure really was there? Right. I mean, they um, they said you guys made an effort to get down here, so everyone will, pl- everyone will play. Um, you know, they wanted everyone to try and play in their primary position and – and I mean, if a scout came over and said, "Hey, I want to see this guy in this position," they're gonna say, "Okay, <laughs> right, yeah." Well, we're going to play different positions. Huh. So, um, do you, do you um, feel do you feel like they do you feel like maybe ahead of time they they had kind of already handpicked the guys they wanted to play where? Oh, so. Sorry, what was that, dude? Are we gonna lose Trey again? Are we gonna have to do this again like I'm, tomorrow? I'm oh. still here. Oh good. Oh I'm good. Right good. <laughs> we already All lost right. you once. What we already lost you once. So so d- my question was, um, do you feel like they already kind of knew who you were and and had a had a format of kind of how they wanted to handle the lineup, or was it more of a, you know, they were kind of just given some some notes by the league and said, here's your guys and and figure it out. I'm sure they did. You know they're. A little research on each player to see what you know position their primary are primarily are what they're you know good at and they have like basic stuff but I mean that first training session they really you know saw the team what guys should go where how the rotation will be I mean it was it was good so you mentioned it, oh go ahead John I was gonna say but um you know you you played your primary position the whole time, correct? Yes. You mentioned earlier, dude, that um, you know there were scouts there. Did they? Did the scouts kind of make themselves known to you, or were they kind of all up in the up in the boxes, up in the bleachers, keeping to themselves? No, they just kept to themselves. They would just, you know, walk up to the stands and then quietly walk away, not talking to anyone. Maybe say you know hello to the other scouts that they know, but they really just kept to themselves. God, that's got to be nerve wracking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, you know, like, yeah, that's like some Hunger Games shit, like being silently evaluated <laughs> in the tryouts, like hoping, just hoping that they pick you to be the bow and arrow guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I- I'm sure that those guys too had like a dossier on each player, right? Like it wasn't, they just like showed up to watch soccer. Oh no, they had to come prepared. I'm sure. Right. I mean, and, and guys were coming from the MLS combine that was just down the road, right? Like the, you know, they trying to, trying to do double duty. So I, I'm sure their, their, um, quiet nature was, uh, was by design because they, they kind of had to get in and get out and, and and evaluate quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's understandable. So, Trey, yeah. part of the showcase, like you said, was that series of scrimmages. Um, John tells me that you crushed. You looked real good. Um, <laughs> since you were on the Midwest team, were any of those players familiar? Or did you just kind of run out and destroy fools and not really know who you were playing alongside? Yeah, there was a, quite a few guys from the uh, 
from our division that I recognize. But I mean, there was there was a couple, couple guys from the Great Lake players, and we met up. Um, so I mean, there was. I mean, I played some. Some guys that you you'd known, well, some scout. some that you hadn't. Yeah. Um, do you think like in that experience, like a game kind of where nobody's that familiar with each other, nobody's really played with each other before, would, does that play to something that you would consider a strength, or was it like a challenge to have to coordinate that back line with a bunch of strangers? Yeah, it's kind of difficult because you know some you know some other center backs want to step up and do the offside trap, some others want to you know sit back and keep everything in front of them. So I mean that's kind of that, that takes time to build that chemistry. So I mean, get thrown in right away. Game number one, you know they're coming at you. It's kind of difficult to to see what the other center back's gonna do. But I mean, we played we played pretty well together. So I mean, that wrong. Oh, well, sounds who like is... you didn't you didn't give up any goals. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. It was, but um, who was your other your center back partner? Uh, Jared, Jared Wolt, I think his last name is, but he's from Med City. And oh, and cool. is he is he done with school or is he a guy who still has a couple couple years of college left? Uh, he just finished his senior year. So is that kind of a, a common theme that you saw there that there were there were less college guys there and and more guys that kind of fall into the bucket like yourself? Yeah, there was there's. There is more guys done with college and finding, you know, trying to find opportunities to still play. But I mean, there's a couple guys that were still like, yeah, I still have two or you know one or two more years at school. But I mean, I think it that should be more of a, uh, more of a combine for the guys that are done with college that are mm-hmm. trying to move on to the next level, not the college guys that still have one or two more years of eligibility. Yeah. So the so the goalkeeper that played behind you was uh, none other than the goalie from the, the Rochester River Rats that we face in the Open Cup. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. How good is yeah. he really? He made some he he made some really good saves that you know kept us uh, zeros. But I mean he's yeah he's quality. So would you say that he was probably one of the better goalkeepers that was there? Yeah, I would say he was probably the best goalkeeper there. Well, good to know since we couldn't quite crack the code on him in the Open Cup that he isn't some total (laughs) loser. For real. (laughs) One of the best U23 goalkeepers in the NPSL. Yeah, absolutely. Good to know. So, Trey, you said that kind of when you were done, it felt like they just kind of put you back on the bus and said, all right, thanks, see ya. Uh, did you get any yeah. feedback? Like, was there any opportunity to get feedback from coaches after it was all said and done or, uh, or was it truly just like, all right, that was fun. Good night. Yeah. F- after the game, I mean, just talked to the Midwest coach for a couple minutes, but I mean, there was no one really else to talk to that you showered, you got your food and then you're loaded on the bus. I mean, there was a couple <laughs> minutes to talk to, there was a couple minutes to talk to the coach. And I mean, everyone else wanted to talk to him too. So, I mean, yeah, I suppose just a couple just minutes for to... each person. Yeah. Then get on the bus and go to the airport. Damn. 
So ruthless. Yeah, ruthless. That's true. So ideally, like, what comes next for you? Like, we know your goals take you beyond Minneapolis City in the future. So don't be shy. You don't have. You can be, um, you know, honest with us. But like, what what do you hope comes out of this? Just, I mean, a trial or something. You know, I hope, hope I get a trial, just a chance. But if you know nothing comes of it, then I'll just Minneapolis City till I die. <laughs> all right man well hey i'll tell you what we uh since you were on the first time we've already put you through the gauntlet of the uh the lupian speed round and we don't get <laughs> past so we're not going to do it to you again so Sweet. this is this will be it man thank you so much uh hopefully this showcase yeah, does bear some delicious fruit for you and if people want to watch <laughs> those games i'm going to assume they're on youtube right they are yeah they're on the mbsl yes, they, youtube yeah, channel yeah all right, cool, man. Well, hopefully we will, uh, you know, hope, hopefully all goes well and we might not see you much this summer, but if we do, I'm going to be happy to <laughs> happy to have you on the team and happy to have you anchoring the back line once again, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have what, a good night. What, one last question. Oh. Is your brother going to play oh. for the Badgers or the Gophers next year uh, in football? Uh, <laughs> you will have to find out. When I know, you will know. <laughs> oh man, get Trey, get Trey on the speed dial. I mean, it's like you you said before. You know, I know this this show isn't about him; it's about you. But you're like the LJ of the blindside situation, where they have as well as him on what school you should go to, right? Yeah, both. You you might as well like if Trey's the guy to know. If, if, you, if you can't get his brother to crack, maybe you can get Trey to crack. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, Trey, thanks so much, you man. Know, really... I... <laughs> oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, I don't know what's going on in the kids, uh, the kids' head, but when he makes the decision, the whole world will know. All right. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, Trey, thank you so much for being on, man. We really appreciate it. Super happy for you to get this opportunity to go to the showcase, and and we're we're glad that uh, that you performed well and. and something comes of it but like you said if it doesn't city till i die <laughs> yep thanks for having me yeah see you, Trey. all right all right thanks trey yep bye that is all for tonight's show thank you again to trey benhart oh those of you who remember for joining us this week thanks as always to our sponsor summit brewing looking for something different to engage your taste buds Check out the recently re released High Stick Alt Beer. If you're looking for a beer that tastes like classic beer or something to throw back while watching a few matches, this is it. Right now, Nate's drinking one. Get it today, folks. Ah. Nate also mentioned that memberships for 2018 are there. They are on sale. And they are waiting for you to jump on and ride them bareback. <laughs> Do do you have your do you not yeah. have you have you broken your membership in? Yeah, have you, yeah. Have you ridden your membership bareback yet? Um, do yourself a favor, go get one. Sixty dollars gets you a cool membership card that doubles as a season pass to all upcoming city matches this summer. I love fancy, changing the script and fucking with you. A, fan, a fancy new membership scarf and the magical ability to talk to crows. Yep, you definitely wrote this one. <laughs> uh -huh. If you love soccer, 
and you love supporting your community, why not do both? Question mark. Align yourselves with a team that loves to give back. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that does good on and off the pitch by providing people from all backgrounds access to safe, reliable places to play the beautiful game. It is also tax season, so never too early to start thinking about those deductions. So consider to give, uh, giving to the club that loves to give back. If you want to buy, uh, if you want to be like Bryn, yeah. with questions or comments on Twitter at the People's Pitch or through email at mcsepodcast at gmail.com. And finally, as always, you can hit up the club at MPLS City SE. Nate, remember how hard it was for us around the time when we first interviewed Trey to get MCSE podcasted? Yeah. Well, was... <laughs> well, we've done our work, folks. It's time for you to do your work and start emailing us some questions. Specifically, we have this new team, so I'm sure there's plenty of questions swirling around there. So do all of us a favor and get after that email. Come on. That'll do it for us this week. Once again, we leave SMC. Our other NPSL showcase participant, this is the one, the only, current Minneapolis City player, Miles Stockman-Willis, who goes by the name of Miles with moves. I am John, that is Nate, and you are the people. And lovelies, please hold soccer close to your heart. You got hoofed. Motherfucker, just trust the process. Uh. All these dudes do is talk, so I'm not that talkative. No. Too busy hitting blunts to my body deprived of oxygen. Yes. Solo dolo anonymous, skill is real like I'm Solomon. I'm confident that we ain't the same like a homonym. We're not. My girl just woke up looking like she modeling. Feet up on the ottoman, about to feel her collagen. In times of division and negatives, be positive. Since a teenager, did it major like a college major. Thought I was the dean, getting debits, yeah, filled schedule. 16's worth 18 credits, got credentials. What? Wallet filled, cream cheese, lettuce, bills, presidential. Burning gas, unleaded, embedded in the mental. mental. I'm a rare thug, give the bag a bear hug. Take the Donald's daughter and make her vacuum. Vacuum my prayer rug, falling excessive through 24s on a room, bud. Equipped with extra batteries, cause I got rooms, bruh. Boss among bosses, never have to be debriefed. Not a man of many words, all my sentences are brief. Give a rapper a halo, I'm like Commander Chief. Have the music lit the way that I be decoding beats. Body coated all in Gucci, lungs coated with the key. Styling all y'all with the styling. Clorox wipes for the sneaks. About to explore her sheets. Broke, I can't afford to be. Smoking on a Christmas wreath. Wrist look like a coral reef. Valet tried to kill himself the way he's suicidal. I appear in the club like I'm scuba diving. Fly no autopilot. Making moves in private. Treat her like I don't need her. My main bitch. More like a sidekick Can't wait to meet my maker Can't wait. Maybe then become the savior Shawty thinks that I can save her Cause I never shop at Savers But the way she sucking on me Thought I was a lifesaver Never get blue balls Only blue on me is on the paper Soul blacker than Kodak Throwback in a throwback Cut me down I just grow back Giving facts and you know that Ride it like she on horseback Life a movie like Bojack All this lean on me no fat Pimping shit sipping cognac With a big old rock Resting on my nuts Got me doing pinky ups three bills on the custom chucks thinking about haters wishing there was a new emoji thinking about
about my ice, wishing I had a Zamboni. Too much fiending for the power, Demaculate sitting on the I'm throne. Sitting. Meditating in a mandala made out of cobblestone. Get a million dollars, couple friends that I could probably phone. Turn the crib to the Middle East, the way I'm getting stoned, bros. In my zone, yep. Always alone, future sown in my bones. Leapfrogging over stepping stones. Frogger to each his own, but boy, you better check your check tone. It. My life a work in progress, still I'm shining like construction cones. So incredible that they still waiting for the sequel. They like a scaling triangle, cause I don't really have no equal. Damn. Look at the money like high bay. Grind until I say high sway. sway. Doing me like do ray in a supreme north face. Get to home base, no foreplay. No. Asshole in my aura. Ass. Flow is swimming like orcas. Freely wink, call me Oprah. Have my mom's off the coast up. Brazil yeah. chilling with Costa. Rudy drink on her coast up. Yeah. Lossing uh, out all that what? Oprah. <laughs> I got the moves. I got the moves. You finna lose. You finna lose. I make beginners lose. Beginners yeah. lose. I make the matches lose. Matches yeah. lose. I make the legends lose. Legends yeah. lose. I make the game lose. Game I lose. got the moves. I got the moves. Yeah. I got the moves. I got the moves. You finna lose. You finna lose. You finna lose. You finna lose. I make beginners lose. Beginners lose. I make the matches lose. Matches lose. I make the legends lose. Legends lose. I make the game lose. Game lose. I got the moves.